Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. All right. You ready? Ready when you are. Your turn or my turn? You can start. I think I've started the last few. All right. All right. Here we go. How you going, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Rethink Movement. Today, I have with me a very, very special guest. It is the same guest as every week. However, yesterday was his birthday, so he's now another year older and wiser. Uh, so, if everyone could jump on the socials and wish Adrian a happy birthday, uh, belated or not, that'd be great. So, say hello, Adrian. Hey guys, how you going? We're Why still we waiting today? for you guys to tell us how you're yeah. going. You never just quite rude. It's quite rude. Sure. Um, anyway, today um, we got a, we got a suggestion for today's topic, which was pretty good. I thought it was how do we manage a flare up uh, within the session? Um, you know, it could be. I think at the end of the message, I'm sorry if I bugged this up, but it was something on the lines of maybe an unexpected pain or injury. And I think let's deal with both expected and unexpected because I think they're both quite um, quite interesting uh, and we'll kind of unpack whether or not uh, we'd manage them differently. And if you guys follow us on the socials, you realise that we just agreed upon this uh question all of about three minutes ago so our prep time is phenomenal um but that's kind of the whole point of this podcast which we've gone over before it's just a a raw unfiltered chat about approaches to clinical practice so let's just see where it takes us so adrian you have a person Mm -hmm. comes into the clinic uh let's start with unexpected pain let's say they're uh gen pop or you know maybe you know, it doesn't really matter, but they're not seeing you for this purpose. Yeah. Um, and let's 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 move away from back. Let's. What do you want to go? Shoulder, knee. Yeah, what do you want to do? Pretty common shoulder, knee. All they're right, let's common. just do they're, one of those. Pretty common. Yeah. All right. So, oh, we'll go knee. Pretty. Oh, what's the camera head? Yeah, I've. Uh... <laughs> I've had, if you hear some noises in the background, I've had to borrow my mum's car because I'm currently in a moon boot, uh, so I can't drive my car, which is a manual, um, and my mum's car is uh, a bit of a high-tech, uh, you know, bit, bit more luxurious than mine. Um, Alright, so Adrian, someone's in the clinic, and yep. during a session, you're doing an exercise. And all of a sudden, let's say they go, uh, oh, you know, they, they go from zero to a hundred really quick. They're in a lot of pain. Let's say end of this end of the spectrum, like they're freaking out, you know, catastrophizing, like you wouldn't believe, going down the rabbit hole, um, you know, grabbing at their knee. They're, they're reporting pain of like eight, nine out of ten, like it's a shit scenario. What do you do? All right. Um... All right, first of all, work out what have they done. So, was it, were they just doing a standard exercise and all of a sudden something's just changed? So, if that's the case, then that sort of sets me up to which way I'm going to go. If they've like, so for a knee, if they've gone, so they're squatting and then all of a sudden they've 
I've turned away or they've turned around and twisted it, then we could work out, okay, this this could be the mechanism and this is probably what's going on. And so through that, get them to stop what they're doing, have a quick chat, sort of explain to them, this is probably what you've done. In the meantime, all the alarm bells are settling down. Because if I go in and go, oh shit, this is really bad, and bring and force this this feeling that they're having, it's going to just become a whole lot worse than what it could really be. So I try to talk them down, calm them down, be like, all right, what's going on? Did you twist it? Did you do this? Did you do that? And if they're like, oh, I didn't twist it, I just felt really uncomfortable, I'm like, all right. You there? Let's see, let them sit down. Hello. Just chill out for a bit. And then I'm like, all right. We're going through the black spot. Yeah, there we are. Trying to reconnect. You mean, yeah, cool. So, yeah, I was saying, like, I just, if they were loaded, I just, yeah, take the load off for a bit. Okay. And just practice the movement, unload it, and see what, see how that goes. So, if it's like a squat, I'm like, all right, see if you can squat without any load. And if that's, and then sort of just get their feedback on what's going on. So, it comes out to like a whole lot of education mm. um, in terms of what they're feeling, what's going on. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes you just get these random things when you're doing an exercise and you just feel this random discomfort. And you're like, what's going on? And then it settles down and we wait, talk about it, and then get back into it. And it's okay. It might feel a bit tender, but other than that, it's not, it, it has a spike to what it was before. So, um, yeah, so then we just like slowly try to build up back to that load. Um, maybe during that session, I might not go back to what they were doing previously in terms of if they'll load a say they were doing 60 kilo squat. Probably wouldn't go back all that way, but I'd work back up towards it just to show, like, you can still do this movement, it's not too bad. Um, and yeah, continue the session as well. If they're going unloaded and they're still in this pain, um, any sort of exercise is still flaring this, this issue up, then I'd probably, yeah, really, yeah, tone down town, tone down the exercise and maybe. Yeah, focus on a different body part for that session just to get their, their mind off it and then maybe try to go back to it later and see see how that's going. Um, I don't want to try, I don't want to sort of reinforce the thoughts that they're going through. I don't want to sort of catastrophize or add to that catastrophization. Uh, Is that even a word? I don't know. But uh, yeah, you don't want to sort of contribute to that. So sort of just try to calm them down, talk them through it. Um, I think that's the best way to sort of manage this, this flare up. Um, I guess if we go back to the, to the study that we're doing, we've got those three, four points about how we can, uh, how we're managing the pain. So I guess if you use those sorts of points in terms of like, what have I actually done? Like have a think about what you're actually doing. Like, is this enough to actually blow out my knee? Or is this enough for me to actually need a knee replacement or reconstruction? Like, they're the sort of things people start thinking about as soon as they, they do a knee injury as such. So, there's just a couple of different techniques. Usually, yeah, I try to get them back to doing that movement as soon as possible, either in that session or maybe 
a session with a session later, later on in the week or the, the following week. And obviously that that's the and then as a follow up, I'll be like, oh, how'd you pull up after that session? And if they've got a couple of symptoms, maybe mm. swelling, that sort of stuff, then we might have to reevaluate what's going on and, and refer onwards or just manage that those sort of symptoms. But um, that's usually like in that, that yeah that stage where like no no pre existing sort of injuries were in that area. Um, so that's that's probably one yeah. That's a way I'd manage like that, that like a knee issue, I guess, if something were to come up as an example. I think the biggest thing is, yeah, one, education, two, get them back to doing that movement so they realise, oh, we actually can do it. Once you've calmed them down and sort of explain what's going on and, uh, and then go from there and see what sort of feedback you get from them. Uh, yeah. How would, yeah. You, how would so you approach that? I think what I might do to kind of, not contrast, but just kind of talk to something different because I'd kind of say a lot of what you just said so so that we're talking about different things what I might do here is add um... so that's the problem with our podcast we agree on too many things so it becomes very uh... <laughs> we're just like well, pissing in each other's pockets so we're like oh yeah I do that yeah. too oh yeah we do that well, anyone who knows us knows uh, I think yeah conscious would be probably good the same good idea uh, you know, think the same and we have the same approaches, so it's no real surprise, but, you know, anyway, um, what I was going to say was in the, the program one run at Bulldogs, uh, two weeks ago, I had a guy, we were playing touch footy, and these guys are somewhat deconditioned, uh, very deconditioned, and you give these guys a football, and they go back to the glory days and go, balls to the wall, just go ham, and... We've had two guys in the last three weeks that have come up to me. They're like, they've, they've, they've limped up to me. Like, they're noticeably, you know, in a bit of pain. And, you know, they've said, oh, mate, I've, I've torn my hamstring or something. Something's really bad. I'm really sore. And it's like, okay, I'm in a, in a position here where I can either, you know, I'm not going to necessarily make this better. There's, there's pretty clearly some biological mechanism um, that has occurred and as is occurring. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to make this better. Like, there's no way I'm going to be like, oh, mate, you'll be right, get on with it, and, you know, they'll be fine. But I'm in a position where I can make it a lot fucking worse. Um, so I've just got to be very careful not to. And so what I've done in both those cases has been like, um, sorry, he's, he's kind of said, like, look, mate, you're still standing. Uh, to quote Elton John, um, <laughs> um, you know, you're still, okay, you, you might be walking a bit slower, but you, you're still you're still walking, you know. You, you're not going to have done anything so severe if you could still walk the 30 metres over to me. You know, what I want you to do is have a drink and do a nice couple of slow laps uh, just around the oval and we'll, we'll get you some ice. Just do a bit of a lap. We'll get some ice to you if needed. See how you feel after a lap, though. Just get a bit of movement through it. And generally, when I give them that reassurance, one bloke was, was literally fine. One guy was like, oh, okay, no worries. And within about 30 seconds, was walking completely normal. And he was like, oh, yeah. It was just, you know, it ended up just being a cramp. Um, and then the other guy, you know, I, I looked over about 30, 45 seconds later, 
and he's still limping very much the same. I'm like, okay, well, there's clearly something. Who knows what it is? Uh, it's clearly not something too severe, but it's something. So we got him some ice. Uh, and the other thing I did, and this is kind of from a research side of things, is I kind of told him what to expect. I was like, here's kind of the natural history of what you're going to experience over the next few days to week. You know, you're going to wake up tomorrow, you're going to be a bit tender, you're going to be a bit sore. When you step on it for the first time, it's probably going to feel really tight, might even feel like it's cramping. When you walk, you're really not going to want to. You're going to want to limp. Um, but the more you move around, the better it's going to be. Uh, ice it, you know, I gave him some icing recommendations, all that kind of stuff. So a week later, two weeks later, he comes up to me uh, tonight and he shows me his hamstring. He goes, look, there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a spot here. Is that normal? And I was like, yeah, man, that's completely normal. It's a bit of a bleed. Means it's just healing. How are you feeling? He's like, mate, as soon as that that mark come up on my hamstring, I've felt fine, hundred um, percent. And that's all it was. And I was in a position there where if I was like, oh mate, you know, we need the stretcher. Hang on, give us a minute. Like this guy could have, you know, chronic hamstring pain. Huh? Yeah. So it's more about, you know, yeah. they're seeking comfort from you. Um, essentially, well, not actually. No, I, I shouldn't say that. They're seeking guidance. Is the word I'm looking for there? Yeah. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're freaking out. We don't want to throw fuel on the fire. Um, no, that's right. And I think that's the biggest thing with any sort of flare-ups. We sort of got to recognise is let's not contribute to what they're already believing is happening. Let's sort of like strip it down and actually explain. This is what it could be. Okay, in some cases, yeah, it could be worst case, but I guess that's up to you. The whoever's up to you as a as a practitioner to sort of mm. understand the mechanisms of what's going on. And in some cases, yeah, it's going to be worst case. So, and you always have to oh, keep that in the back of your mind. And worst case too. We don't I've been in those situations where. Because, um, sorry, am I going coming through your radio? I'm just getting a bit of feedback again. Sorry. Ah, yeah. oh, sweet. Um, and look, I've been in the situation. No, you're um, good. Both as a practitioner uh, and just as an individual, when I've been playing um, sport, and someone's gone down, and. I've well and truly known, okay, this is worst case. Uh, and my first point of call in those situations is I'm actually going to yep. pull my teammates aside here and be like, hey, guys, let's not freak him out. You know, he's already gone through the whole what about work tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Let's not freak him out. You know, for, for an example, last Monday when I did my ankle, um, wasn't as bad as couple of weeks back when I saw the bone, uh, a couple of months back when I saw the bone coming out of my finger. The reason that was worse in regard to my freaking out context was I had a class to teach at 8am the next morning. Um, so I was freaking out going, who the hell is going to cover my class? You know, it's, it's 9.30 at night. Um, you know, academics don't answer their email at the best of time. What the hell am I going to do? You know, I'm not even worried about going to hospital and getting my finger sorted. I'm worried about my students at 8am worried about getting there for my students and then when I got to hospital uh, and they say look mate you're not going to work you've got surgery tomorrow I'm going but what about my classes and then sidebar I had surgery that afternoon 
and then I taught at 8 a.m. the next morning. So for me, the anxiety and everything associated was all from uh, external factors. It wasn't the injury itself. Now, if I had someone next to me saying, oh, mate, that's so messed up, and I actually did. I had a few boys come up to me at the game saying, you know, making comments like, oh, you know, how you feeling? Show us your finger or whatever. Like, oh, mate, that's so bad. And I said to every single one of them, can you just stop talking to me, please? Because anytime someone said that to me, I started to feel physically nauseous. Whereas, like, I didn't scream, I didn't make a noise, I didn't do anything. I just, I literally put my hand up, walked over to the first aid lady and went, I need some help, I think. Um, But as soon as someone said to me, like, oh, that's bad, that's when I freaked out. So we can really learn from from this just as being a person. Like, let's not freak people out. Yeah. Um, But that's kind of an unequal, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the way we are as humans. To it's just the way we are as humans. I think we're just yeah. wired that way. We just go into like panic mode for everything. I guess. Oh, let's not Look, go. What there. we're going through at let's the moment with this coronavirus thing is is a good example, but that's a very whole different color. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> we get caught down that rabbit hole, but same sort of thing. We take like something. That's occurring, and then they've just blown it up into a very big, big issue. And I, yeah. I guess that's well, what we don't, we don't, we don't want to do that with flare-up. We've just kind of dealt with the, the acute kind of injury. Now let's deal with what we would term a flare-up in research terms, in terms of someone with an existing yeah. condition, chronic pain condition, uh, chronic. in the session. You know, they're seeing you for exercise. Uh, you're the practitioner. Uh, and they go through a flare-up. And what we'll do, we'll follow the same kind of pattern where I'll ask Adrian what he'd do in a certain situation and then I'll take a situation that's happened uh, and that I've dealt with and I'll walk through what I've what I've done. So we might end up saying the same thing, but at least we're saying it in two different contexts, which will hopefully add a little bit of variety to this, this next portion as well. So um, for this one, let's talk backs because that's kind of the chronic area that we both deal with. So it'd be more intelligent for us to kind of play to our strengths here. Um, let's say we've got someone. Let's say they're, uh, they're doing really well. They're like, you know, week, week seven, week eight of the program, like done a full 360. They've completely reconceptualized how they see pain. Um, their functions through the roof. They've gone from moving as, as stiff as a board to being able to squat 100 plus kilos. Uh, and then mid-session, it all goes to shit. Um, you know, they're crutching at their back. They're almost in tears, in agony. They're freaking out. You know, they've just re-injured themselves. They're thinking, um, you know, is it back to square one? They were so close to finishing. It's all going to happen again. You're the practitioner. They look up at you. Go. Go on. Go on. Um, yeah, right. And, yeah, in... In some cases, I'm like, oh, I was expecting this to happen at one point or another because realistically, you're going to expect a flare-up in this sort of population, I guess. It's going to happen at one point or another. If it's with you present, it's probably a bit better, but it could be them doing an activity on the weekend that they could get this flare-up. So, um, so same thing. I'd calm them down. Be like, all right, that's all right. Stop what you're doing. Let's just chill out. Let's have a think about what's going on. And then, yeah, sort of run through what we've spoken about in the past. 
over the last few weeks, um, go through sort of that, that checklist that we've sort of put together with them and just realize like, okay, what were you doing? Was it really bad enough to actually do severe damage? We've been doing this for the last, what, six weeks or so. You've been doing this movement. Is it really that much worse? Okay, yeah, we might've put it up a little bit in terms of loading. Okay, I guess a bit of a flare up or a bit of extra tightness is gonna is gonna happen. Um, so yeah, it's just yeah, going back to, I guess, calm them down, not go, oh, stop everything. Oh, we're gonna have to pull you out of the, the study, this, that, whatever. It's sort of just like, all right, just chill out. We'll have a conversation about it, have a chat, and then work out what's gone not what's gone wrong, but what's sort of contributed to this. And then from there, we can sort of break it down and sort of just change or redirect their focus to like, okay, I'm still able to do this, this and that. Okay, yes, it was a bit uncomfortable at that point in time, but, and then we try to revisit again. And then maybe not at, like I said, not at that load, but just revisit the movement and then just slowly build up to that and see how that goes. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah. Just very, very simple. You don't want to over, over complicate it and put all these sorts of thoughts into their brain. Um, obviously, you've got to rule out any sort of severe issues that could have happened. But I guess in, in that chronic state, you, you sort of understand like, okay, this was going to happen at one point or another. And then we just got to sort of be prepared. I guess we've got our little sort of checklist and, and things that we've spoken about before that. So we knew it, it could happen. And then if anything, it probably makes it, it's probably a good thing if it happens hmm. while you're there. Because then you can be like, oh, we yeah. sort of spoke about this a few weeks ago. We're like, this could happen. And it's like, it's a good thing that it's happened now. And then we can sort of get through it, get through that barrier get through this this set or not setback but this flare-up and sort of work our way through it and realize oh i can actually get through these flare-ups too so that's a really cool thing about it i think if it does happen when when you are present because you're like oh we can work through this and actually give them the belief that they can work through it instead of saying oh if this happens in the future this is what you need to do if we can it's actually like a a real life case we're like okay no this is what this is how we're going to work through it um so I think when I did the study, I was pretty lucky no one really had a flare up during the session. I think I had a couple people that had flare ups over the weekend, but nothing sort of specific to to the session we actually completed. Um, uh, I had how about yourself? Have you had anyone? Design, but um, yeah, so we, there's obviously been, so we've almost had 62 people through the study, which is what we're powered to have. Um, we've obviously had flare-ups. Uh, we've had multiple, but that's to be expected with the population. We know that from long-term monitoring data. Yeah. Um, having the flare, the flare-ups themselves. The thing that that for me was a really positive takeaway uh, for the people that had flare-ups was the self-management that occurred. Um, the people that did have flare-ups were, I get a message saying, "Hey, Mitch, not feeling yeah. so crash hot," um, and it'd be like midweek. Like our session might be on Monday. And I might get a message on a Friday or something. Um, you know, maybe they're like, oh, Mitch, I had a big day at work or whatever. Um, and they'll be like, but, you know, those those questions have really helped me to kind of, you know, conceptualize or contextualize it. Um, you know, I've, I've kept moving and I'm feeling better. 
and they're usually pretty, the end of the message is always positive. It's it's now like I think I'll be good come Monday. Whereas previously to you know having this kind of pain education informed approach, that message is generally you know from my experience, I'm sure Adrian will agree, and any of you who work as trainers or EPs, physios, whatever, uh, will know that that message generally ends in a mate. I don't know if I'm going to be right for Monday. Um, so for me, that was the big one. Super interestingly, what we actually saw in the follow-ups, which I don't know who these were yet because I'm, no, I'm still blinded to the study, but I've started analysing the preliminary data. In the follow-ups, there's this really cool question. This question is, um, you know, are there certain things in your day-to-day life that, you know, still kind of cause you some pain? And, you know, it would be silly to think anyone would say no to that question. And so the people who have said yes, the, the question is, you know, the, the follow-on is, can you give us more information? And the more information is, you know, we've got a data set of about 300 people which are saying, just saying something like, you know, driving to work, but I have to, or work, you know, climbing a ladder, but I have to. It's always this, but I have to do it, so I put up with it. The people in the study who have done the study and answered this question have got this really cool caveat to their, their explanation, which is something along the lines of, but I understand it's not doing me damage. Um, so they're understanding that pain and damage aren't linked and they're self-managing it. Um, yeah. But to kind of answer the question more about what I said before with an example of a flare-up. So I've had someone who uh, we've had a session and they've come in. With, this was with, with pain education as well um, in you know, similar, similar format. And so they've come in and they've done... Um, they've, they've had something happen on a Tuesday. Um, the session was on a Friday. They, they sent me a message. They were like, look, feeling a bit dicey. They were doing, they were training. Um, and I think they, they tripped or, or something happened. And they were feeling a bit dicey. And so anyway, they've come in on the Friday. Like, hey, feeling? Yeah, no worries. Uh, feeling okay. Like, okay, cool. Um, but then did a warm-up set. We're doing squats. Did a warm-up set at 60. And they were like, oh, I felt a bit, you know, it didn't feel as, as easy as normal. Maybe we might cap today a bit lower. And I just went, look, let's just do what we can do. Let's, let's not look at this from a negative guise of let's set a limit. Let's just go to your comfortable. I'll let, let them choose where they go. So I was, how does that sound? Yeah. I'll let you choose how you go. You choose the jumps we make. You choose the loads we do. No worries. Did 80, all good. They were like, yeah, look, throw on 100. Now, generally, we would have done maybe 120. Um, so, threw on 100. It's like, okay, throw on 100. We'll do another warm-up, see how it feels. No worries, put on 100. They've walked it back, doing a box squat. They've sat on the box. Um, they've, they've made a noise. They're like, oh. Um, and then they've stood up from the box, racked the bar, and then they're like just grabbing at their back and, and just not having a good time at all. Um, now in that situation, I'll tell you the big thing that, uh, ended up basically, you know, changing this entire person's outlook. It didn't in the moment, in the moment, um, they kind of, they acknowledged it, but I don't think it sunk in, but over the weekend, and I got a message Monday saying, I'm still feeling a bit tender, but once again, with my last example, I told them, you're probably going to feel a bit tender for a couple of days. Um, the one thing that, that I said to this person, very analogous to the last example I gave, yeah. was 
you know, mate, you just racked the bar. Like, you know, you don't break your leg in a footy match and then still continue to, you know, run and make the tackle. You break your leg, you break your leg. You go down like a sack of potatoes and you don't get back up. You just rack the bar, mate. Like, you might not realise it yet, but that is a really powerful, positive um, context to everything that's just happened. And so anyway, this individual's kind of gone, you know, yeah, look, I'm feeling yeah. dicey. I don't know if I've damaged something, you know. And then I didn't say anything at this point. They went down their own kind of self-reflection of, well, you know, maybe I haven't damaged it. Maybe it's just pain. You know, maybe there is some damage, but maybe it's just some, you know, I mean, acute inflammation or something. And I kind of went, look, you know, there was no nerve pain. So there was no immediate reason to be concerned. And I said that. I was like, look, there's no neuropathic pain. It's all localized. You know, there could be some inflammation. There could be this. There could be that. But, you know, me guessing's pissing in the wind. So I'm not going to. You know, just remember, you racked the bar. So it's nothing monumental. You can still, I said, look, let's just go for a walk. So I went for a walk together. Uh, and after, you know, walking, I said for about two, three minutes, I was like, how do you feel? It's like, oh, I'm no longer in pain, but I just feel, you know, I still, I feel a bit cautious. Like I feel a bit concerned and worried. And I was like, okay, um, but you're no longer in pain. It's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well think again. Like this is a really good thing. And a second really good thing that you haven't even realized yet, you're walking right now and their gait was completely normal. There was no shuffling. There was no limping. It was a completely normal gait. Um, so I got a message the Saturday, so this was a Friday. Um, they felt rubbish. Everything was tight and they basically felt like they couldn't stand up fully erect. It was basically the, the spinal erectors uh, were just locked in a contracted position, you know, for, for a colloquial kind of way to, to say it. Um, and I've been there before. I've, I've been a hero and deadlifted too much and not been able to stand up erect for three days. Um, most, you know, egotistical males have been there. Um, and so I said to this person, I was like, look, I was like, you know, for, for what it seems like has happened, which is some acute overload to the muscle, mate, that is very normal. You're probably going to feel a bit stiff tomorrow as well. Um, come Monday, Tuesday, it's probably going to start to dissipate a bit. And by, you know, mid next week, you, you're probably going to be pretty okay. The one thing I can tell you is the more you move and the more you attempt to move and normalize movement, the better you're going to feel. And so anyway, I caught up with this, jeez. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Patty. Um, Sorry. And so anyway, I've caught up with this person essentially the, not even a week after. So it would have been the Wednesday because that's when I saw them next. Um, so, hey, mate, how you doing? And went, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I feel fine. Um, you know, by Monday, I was, I was pretty much fine. I was back to normal. Uh, walking, I was able to stand straight. It was just over the weekend. So just the acute response, which I told them about, told them to expect. So... You know, we're giving them that kind of expectation, which, as I kind of mentioned before, is from the research um, of, of kind of what to expect will will trend better. Uh, and then I said to him, I was like, "Look, you know, out of curiosity, did you did you do anything, or what'd you do?" And he went, "Look, you know, I kept moving, like you said, which really helped. Movement helped." Um, he said, "But funnily enough, the biggest thing was I just kept telling myself I racked the bar." I stood up with 100 kilos on my back, which is essentially performing a squat. Um, you know, I stood up with 100 kilos on my back and racked that bar. If there was anything really wrong, there is no possible way I would have done that. 
Um, and a lot of the time it's finding that positive context. Uh, and in that flare-up example, that's generally going to be a lot easier to do. In that flare-up example, um, it's generally, not generally, but a lot of the time it can be uh, because, you know, talking chronic pain, we're talking about someone with, you know, potentially central sensitization. So, therefore, things are more sensitive. Things are going to be, um, you know, over-amplified uh, for, a, for an input. Um, so, it's going to be easier to normalize that situation rather than the other situation, which is the acute uh, or the, you know, yeah, no, you've actually done something here, uh, example. Like someone's laying there with the bone out, it's pretty hard to be like, well, you're alive, um, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of my two real-world examples of how I've dealt with it to accompany Adrian's kind of um, advice on how he would deal with it. And, you know, yeah. I, I think that's kind of trended well because it's Adrian's advice and... Essentially, I've pretty much just, you know, used that ad- advice uh, in a real-world example, but past tense because, you know, we obviously have the same logic here. Um, but, yeah, do you have kind of what, – what do you think? Any any more to kind of add to? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think – like, obviously, it, in, it comes down to the individual and the individual situation. But if we sort of – there's still those like three, four pillars that we still need to follow, I guess. Well, not, they're not even rules, but a couple of different ways where you can sort of, yeah, reaffirm like this is not, this is what's going on. Okay, this is what you need to do. And we'll see how you go from there, sort of thing. Instead of, yeah, jumping down the rabbit hole with them and sort of re, reinforcing that, those, those beliefs that they're having. So I think, yeah, if we, like I said, Go over it a couple of different ways, so to get, so they get a greater understanding of what's going on, and then we go from there. Just mm. Keep yeah, keep keep that communication going. I think it's really important. Uh, yeah, and that's probably the main yeah the, the main thing is that 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 yeah continuous communication between both. I'm trying to yeah stop yeah stop them from getting down that. That mm. things really important, <clears throat> particularly in the chronic That's population. Right. Any uh, yeah, closing that. notes for you, mate? That's it. Um, no, not really. Disappointed. Today. Oh, me too, wise. man. Me too. Big, big, big couple big, of weeks. Big yeah. today. <laughs> big couple of weeks. Big drain. But... It is what it is. Yeah, it has been. But, yeah, I think that was, a, that was a really good question. Good to, mm. good to get the If it hasn't, in. let us know. More good importantly. To get the questions answered. Hopefully that's answered the question. What was the question? Uh, I think it was, what was your yeah. favorite color? What was the question again? How to manage a flare-up in a session? No. <laughs> <laughs> are, you being, are you being a smart-ass? Mine's orange. Orange. <laughs> You're an asshole. Okay, so, <laughs> oh, yep, just quickly. Next, so uh, if you have questions, uh, right, uh, guys, anything well, like that for the podcast, you've got an extra week to get them in because next week we've already got our topic decided. We're locking it in live here. Uh, we are going to be speaking with Aaron. Erin um, is a student who I taught 
Uh, she is now a Master of Research student at Western Sydney University. Uh, and she's doing some really cool stuff with breeding. Um, and so what we're going to kind of do is merge our two worlds a little. Uh, we're going to merge the worlds of pain. We're going to merge the worlds of breathing. And when breathing comes into pain, which is this new trend of, you know, diaphragmatic breathing is going to save your back pain. And there's also this massive emphasis on uh, breathing for performance, um, which, you know, those of you who know, uh, I do a, a bit of work in the performance space and have done a bit of work in the performance space and teach uh, in the performance space in uh, the unit applied sports physiology. Um, so performance is kind of my, my kind of second area. Um, Adrian as well, um, obviously does a lot of work in pain, which you guys have heard, uh, but has also consulted with, you know, multiple uh, team sports, team sport athletes, things like that. So we're both, um, you know, in the trenches doing this stuff and we're going to talk to Aaron about, you know, is this breathing stuff really all it's cracked up to be? Um, and what does the literature say? So we're going to come at it from a very practical, pragmatic approach of, you know, here's kind of, you know, our prag pragmatist approach to why putting breathing in pain and performance, um, you know, what does it do? And Erin's going to kind of really kind of go, well, here's some, some literature and here's how her understanding of respiratory physiology will further inform, um, you know, our pragmatism. Um, or, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that one next week and send us your questions. That's going to be a special episode 10, celebrating double digits. Uh, and then send us your suggestions for week 11. Awesome. At rethink.mvmnt. Yep. Awesome. At mitchgibbs.aes. At underscore AEP. Follow us, send us your send us your uh, questions, send AEP. us your feedback. If we're doing That's a me. shit job, let us know. Rate us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, hit subscribe. Um, I'm selling the crap out of this podcast right now. So if we don't get at least one new listener or subscriber next week, I'm probably going to quit. Um, so tell your mum about me so I don't quit. Thank you. <laughs> we'll All right, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And we'll you'll hear from us next week. Good job, mate. Alrighty. I will see you Saturday. Thanks. All right, mate. Good job. Bye bye.